Yeah, so uh, we're not going to do like the normal intro. I don't think that makes sense considering we've missed uh, a month of the show and we have to put right up on the front here. Uh, this is going to be a Corona and COVID free podcast. Yeah, um, we may make some passing remarks. We may mention it uh specifically but it's i mean the news is dominated by that stuff so let we're just gonna we're gonna try to get back to our roots and talk about weird funny articles also we did a bad job with the one that we were talking about the coronavirus so you know <laughs> uh we were very flippant until it was announced as a pandemic in which at which point we're all stuck indoors so uh we it may come up in passing, but we're not going to do any articles about Corona. So you have my word as a podcasting boy. Um, I guess I don't know how to introduce the show when we don't just all start when we're just not talking. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah. We, Hello, not... we are here. We unmuted. <laughs> Hello. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. Um. Okay, well, I guess, uh, yeah, welcome to Everything is the Worst, the official Scudsworth.com podcast. I'm your host, Josh, I'm the man behind the website at Scudsworth.com, and with me today are the uh, now permanent homebodies that make up this show, uh, Haley. <laughs> Haley, hey. how are you? Um, I'm coping. Um, coping? I mean, my PS4 set up, well, my second PS4 set up in my bedroom, so I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what that says. It means I'm, I, I'm really committed to the house. Yeah, it doesn't sound like coping so much as, uh, adjusting. I mean, coping or, I do you call that coping when you uh, set up your bedroom so that you don't have to leave bed. I'm not sure if that's considered the same thing. I, I call it uh, my adjustment. It's it's my um it's it's my compromise, I guess. Um, oh, okay. My compromise to living in a small space where you don't have a lot of privacy. Um, so my teenage daughter has asked that some days I just don't come out to the area where she can hear, where I can hear all of her conversations with her friends. Um, and she spends a lot of time, I, I don't feel like her life has changed a lot because she was always online before. And now she's online all the time still so um i just realized my mic just picked up i had it too far away from my mouth so it wasn't uh making the sound waves it was supposed to but yeah i i call it coping adjustments i guess that i've had to deal with okay well that's i mean it's it's better than nothing anything entertaining or enjoyable takes um, place? yeah i mean I, i've still binge watching community because i love that show um, I've been making small progressions on my addition. I have completely painted the room. I have cleaned up a lot of stuff around my yard. My fire pit is getting a lot of use. Um, I've been doing a lot of, like, walks. A lot of hiking, because just to get out of the house and see some ocean and smell some ocean air is, is very nice. Uh, my last walk I went on, somebody came across a cougar, and then they doubled back to 
me and my boyfriend would be like, can we walk in a group? Because I just walked up to a bush and a cougar was growling at me. And I was like, good enough. Okay, so here's the plan, guys. We're going to make a lot of noise. So by the time we get there, the cougar is going to vamoose and we won't run into him in a group. Oh, dear. That sounds somewhat scary. It does, doesn't it? I was just like, well, I guess I'm not coming on this trail by myself now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow. And so Haley briefly... Haley briefly... Uh, Escaped from an interaction with an attractive older woman. <laughs> yep, that was it. It was it. And she growls like <laughs> shit. And like, who could who who can out cougar each other? Like, I I I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I qualify as a cougar age. It happened while I was sleeping. I don't know when it happened, how it happened, but it did happen. I mean, we could easily Google what at what point do you reach Cougar? And I, I'm pretty sure I'm there. The second, like, what age is a Cougar? But when I was in my early 20s, a Cougar was basically defined as oh, a woman. Oh, usually 35 and older with a man more than eight years her junior. Oh, is that what's going on? Um, no. <laughs> my, my, uh, my boyfriend's two years younger than me. Uh, okay. That's not bad. So age appropriate. Yeah. So that means yeah. June's a cougar. It's it's half your age plus seven is the actual rule. June's cougar. Um, is again from what I remember when I was in my early twenties. Which now mm. that I think on it, it's changed because cougar used to be like anything over thirty. So so cougar's been bumped up by five years. I always thought it was like a sixty-year-old dating a thirty-year-old kind of situation. That would qualify. Mm-hmm. That would definitely qualify. Hey, well, if we split the difference, uh, you actually get what I understood it as, which was 45 or older, so. Hmm. All right. I guess it depends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it depends. So I'm, I'm not quite, but I, I am of the age of which I could be. <laughs> Your pre-cougar um, phase. I, um, I have no desire to have a cougar phase. I'm quite happy with my age-appropriate boyfriend. Um, he is so far... High fives across the board. So I, no red flags. We're doing good. <laughs> so uh, also with me is uh, the, uh, I guess, stir crazy June and uh, the stir er crazy er. How how are you guys going, uh, June and Carolyn? <laughs> I'm I'm still hearing the voices, Carolyn. I don't know. Is it is it something that I should be worried about? <laughs> Um, there's no voices. We don't have any problems. Don't worry. No, there's somebody talking to me like I'm on a podcast right now and that I should be, I should be talking back to them. Is this, is this the thing Wait, I should do? Wait, I hear those voices too. Who oh, is it? Isn't our friend? We, we are, we are in sync. We've synchronized finally. Oh, Wait, that's not so friends. Bad. What is, what is that? Like Scarlet? Scarlet's our furry friend. Them. Scarlet's a cat. FYI. I... Okay, there used to be people outside the house, right? Like, I'm not just imagining this. There was, there was a whole, like... There was more than just the two of us, yes, right? Yes, but suddenly they're gone. <laughs> okay, are they? <laughs> we back. should we should talk to them sometime. Didn't they're we used to? They're hiding in their houses too. Yes, you know. I I miss anyway, people. Anyway, so needless to say, we're very tired of being at home all the time. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's been difficult, and I got a cold, so I have to self isolate for ten days, and so does June, yeah. which means I cannot go anywhere at all. And not even the grocery store. No. So that's weird. And I am going to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Home Depot's my way out. Like, I have to, as I'm doing my home improvements, because I'm at home, like, home, impr- like, home Depot is the only place that's safe. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no there's no out for us for a while. So we'll just be going for a little neighbor. Oh right, we were gonna be talking about this through the podcast. Um no, that's just a tease. I can put a GoPro cam on Humphrey because he goes with me because it's dog friendly. That that oh, actually could be amusing. Um, but other than that, we are No, good. life is good. Uh, I mean... We just had a lovely barbecue. Yeah, we're keeping busy. So that was nice. Um, I can't imagine how they did quarantines before the internet. Like, that would have been, that would have been yes. very, very stressful, I think. It would be. But, um, but we're not talking about COVID. Nope, nope, nope. nope. So we're good. Nope. Finding lots of interesting ways to keep ourselves busy. Mm. Yeah, any uh, major stories to tell? In, uh, for the the month since we last recorded? Uh, well, what has, what been, going has been going on? It feels like everything is the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, it's like every day is the same as every other day now. The, the problem is, like, you take COVID out of the list of acceptable conversation pieces, and it's like, uh... So it's this morning, literally the only thing happening. I, I had toast for breakfast, <laughs> and Scarlett was super cute, and... Yeah. That that's that's the only COVID non COVID related business We've I have to talk about. We've also been yeah. going for lots of walks, but haven't seen any cougars like Haley yeah. did. So that's been that's been I, cougar free. I was posting you two YouTube videos a day for a while, and nobody watched them except one person who told me to stop, and 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 I just kind of gave <laughs> so up. So then June got a bit discouraged. Oh, I have podcast news. I played. We played my first ever D and D game the oh, other yes. day with yeah. a few friends oh, from church. Yes. I sent you guys the pictures. It was fun. Yeah, I love. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Can you post them? I want to show off. <laughs> like in the comments or something? Cause I, uh, can I post the pictures the photos? of our characters? Yeah, I sent you the character uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. Cool. Uh, so that'll well, be well, in the... Thank yeah. you. It was fun. We had a few people from church that wanted to play, so we have a small little group that are doing it online once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not an artist on the caliber of Josh, but I'm I'm okay. I think they turned out good. She did go to art school you, for a bit, you, you, so you can you can hold your own. Okay. I, I'm an art school dropout. I, I stand I proud to, with the rest of the art school dropouts. I draw stick people, so yeah. you're good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, you know what? I at the end of a Disney video learned how to draw Winnie the Pooh and thought that was a fucking problem. <laughs> Heck yeah. I it was freaking awesome, man. Can't. Everybody else and everybody else on my mom's side of the family are all artists. Like they paint oh. and they draw, and then there's me. I'm like, I can draw Winnie the Pooh. So you're clearly the best artist in the family. <laughs> clearly, I, like my dad is musical. I I love music. Like I love everything about it. But I playing an instrument is hard for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I never had the discipline for it. I'm always like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, oh yeah, I have a guitar. I should, I should play that. Oh, but video games. I'm the flute yeah, that's person. The, problem. the flute yeah. and singing person is me. Yes. Yeah. There's only one person with any actual talent here. And it's Carolyn. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yay. Josh, Josh is a good at drawing. A drawing? I would not say that at all. But you, you I'm good at writing. Things. I just don't do it very well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm writing a book that I'm still working on. But I know how to end it now, I think. She knows the ending. Yay. So we'll Yay. see. We'll see what happens. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, cool miracles. Should we do a show? Yeah, let's yeah, do a show. Let's talk about things show. and stuff. Okay. We All should right. talk about Haley's first, maybe. Yeah, Haley. Oh, yes. What's your article? Okay. So, 
As you have no doubt guessed by now, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, weird or interesting or bizarre news articles as they make their way across the internet. We find some oddities uh, to discuss, and then we do that here so that you don't have to Google it yourself. So, uh, Haley, you have a story about a book that is a movie. <gasps> and I'm like, well, is it is it really a book or is it a comic series? It's a graphic novel. There we go. Let's we'll 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 sit the, we'll we'll place it right smack in the middle. Okay, so probably one of my favorite favorite authors is I can't I never know how to pronounce his name, but Neil Gaiman. Uh, Gaiman. Gaiman. Neil Gaiman um did this fucking fantastic uh series uh Sandman which is is just I don't know I find the art in it is beautiful it's just really well written but anyways Netflix has actually uh picked it up to do two seasons of it um they haven't really discussed whether it's going to be like live action or animated that really hasn't been I haven't been able to find any information on that um but it's going to be two seasons it was a basically it was a 75 issue comic um graphic novel that ran from 89 to 96 and it's all about uh the sandman who's called morpheus and um so far i think it's just um i think it's just two seasons the first season's gonna be 11 episodes i believe um I'm just really stoked about it. I don't I don't know how to explain it other than that. I mean my article's pretty short, it's pretty it doesn't give us like a whole lot of information. Um they do say the person uh David Goyer, uh who was uh, in charge of Man of Steel in the Dark Knight trilogy is gonna be involved with it. And Alan Heinberg, who was involved in uh Wonder Woman, uh, is also gonna be doing writing on it. Um it's a deal with Warner Brothers. Um, it says the most expensive TV, TV series that DC Entertainment's ever done. Um, so I'm really super excited to see how this unfolds and see what it looks like. Um, I mean, there's just lots of details that they didn't give us, right? Like, well, Sandman is such a difficult story to try and adapt because it's it's mostly a story about stories. Like that's kind of the whole shtick is that. Yeah. Dream yeah. is is the it's, the personification story. of stories. Um yeah. and he like he has a story um like there's kind of a you know a, well, an intro. He's, he's kind of yeah, he's moving through like he's progressing in his own story kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not at a rapid rate, it, but yeah, without giving too many spoilers, um basically he was gone for a while and he comes back and his story more or less focuses about him kind of like reclaiming the things that he lost while he was gone yeah but that like a that resolves like halfway through it 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 resolves without a lot of actual conflict the conflicts the interesting parts come in the stuff that he experiences when he's going to get his stuff back like he goes to get a thing back and like he gets it without too much (laughs) too much pushback but then he like there's stuff going on around him that he takes an interest in. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting because they yeah. did a really good job of adapting... Um, what was that called? The one with that. Oh, Good Omens? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah Good yeah, Omens yeah. was great. Yeah, they did that um, really, really well. It, yeah, if, so if you guys I'm haven't interested. seen that, it's on HBO... Uh, not HBO, uh, no, Amazon. Prime. Amazon Prime. 
Amazing. So good. And he's the best author. Like, his one book that I read so many times that the book is actually falling apart, but it's my favorite book ever, the um, Neverwhere book. Yeah. Neil, Neil so Gaiman good. absolutely so deserves the title, good. the best author. No qualifications, I, I, no... <laughs> no, no, there isn't, though. Like, everything I've read of his, like, I yeah. read a book, I can't remember what it was, but I read a book with him and Terry Pratchett that was really good. That's Good Omens. That, yeah. Oh, is it? Have you read oh, Neverwhere? Gosh. Read Neverwhere. I've never, never I haven't read, read Neverwhere, oh. but you know what I you, must. you know what I have? It's so good. It's my favorite have, book ever. I have I have Adobe e reader on my tablet, so I totally could. Yeah. Mm. Or like yes. if you get it through a library app or whatever too, if you yeah. if you can't find it. But it's the best book, like it's my absolute favorite. <laughs> Do you have a copy of it? Because you should. I do. We have a couple copies. I have, I have one and June has one. And mine is like falling apart because yeah. I've read it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things. So I, it's just him as an author. Like I hadn't done a lot of reading in quite a few years. And then I started reading his stuff. And I was just like, yes. Yeah. He, I like the it's fact that he, he has a genuine skill for the craft. But he's also one to kind of let his imagination go wild. And it's mm-hmm. that's a fine balance. Like you have some authors who have really great ideas and kind of like okay execution. And then you have authors who are like really, really phenomenal technical writers, but their ideas don't necessarily come together. Neil Gaiman is somebody who, yeah. He can he, do it all. He can, he like can. he sticks the landing every time. And it's, yeah. He's just the It's best. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely um, amazing. So yeah, super excited about the Sandman miniseries. I I am really excited to see it like portrayed in like just in a different media and to see how it comes together because you know you have that vision in your head of I mean a little easier with graphic novels because they kind of lead you along the way, but like something like Good Omens or oh gosh I forget the other book that I read of his but you know you get this ideation of your head and and how it how it kind of how the author kind of sets it up and, and how you're picturing it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see who's playing who and gosh. No. The one, one thing it's I'm like, t- vibra- it's vibrating. Like I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm curious to see how they handle the trans character. If they go there in the miniseries. Um, I mean, you know, they're going to just because they're going to have to. It's I a major part of the main that- arc. Yeah. Yeah, was that uh, Desire, I think? think No, oh, sorry. There is, yeah, there's a gender-fluid character. I'm talking about... She's gender-fluid. There's an actual trans woman. So, like, one of the people that Dream encounters in trying to get his stuff back, um, her roommate is a trans woman. Um, And it's, like, for the... Whenever it was published. Was it published in the 80s, I think? Uh, 80s to 90s, yeah. Yeah. So at the time it was published, it was phenomenal representation. Um, the actual story is pretty tired at this point. And what I mean is that the story is there's a trans woman, her family rejects her. Uh, there's a big question about whether or not she's really a woman. Uh, and then she dies. And then again, they, you know, in mourning her death, have to have the, is she really a woman? Which, like I said, for the time was, you know, pretty cutting edge and very cool since then that that is the only trans story that we get where there's like the question is she really a woman and then she dies and then they reflect on what is the value of a human life and i don't know i'm kind of hoping that like i don't 
I don't want them to just cut the character completely, but I'm also hoping they do a little bit more than just that tired trope. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, like that's the story. So like how much, how much change is too much? I don't know. Um, so, I mean, that mm-hmm. leads to a pretty uh, big question about the whole thing then. Uh, assuming that they uh, are telling the story of the, what were they called? The Eternals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, dream, death, desire, despair, delusion, and I can't remember all of them. Destiny. Um, um, destiny. Yeah. 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 Uh, destruction. Right. Yeah. Uh, so assuming they're telling the story of that, but otherwise they're just going to follow like Morpheus. Um, well, Morpheus, but they're going to follow the rules of I don't want to say clip show, but like a uh, one of those um, uh, like the horror movies, like a uh, creep show and like VHS, where it's like yeah, just uh, mini vignettes. A vignette of a yeah. bunch of yeah. Uh, so. Assuming they do that, which of the stories are you most interested in them seeing actually do? And I guess by that merit, which ones do you kind of want them to leave? Um, the, again, it, it, it raises a lot of questions with regards to... Because he's exploring some ideas that were, were pretty, I'm going to say, controversial at the time. Oh, that, definitely, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say that they haven't aged well, but they've definitely aged awkwardly. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, like the whole, uh, what is it? Uh, Delirium, who used to be, what was it? Uh, was she Desire before? Delight. Delight, yes. No. Yeah, so Delight became Delirium, and it's it's a really interesting examination on, you know, how how emotion can can kind of change over the course of your life and how... Um, you know, like an individual can, can go through a lot of emotional turmoil and it changes their personality, but at the same time, it sort of inadvertently says a lot of things about mental health that it maybe didn't want to say. Um, and, you know, there's a few other characters like, um, where desire is gender fluid and how that's handled in the book. Again, they're a really interesting character. One of the more problematic elements of it is that it sort of, you know, reinforces the stereotype of gender fluid and therefore deceitful and untrustworthy and unpredictable. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's kind of the statement it's making, but that that implication is inevitable when you have a character like that. You know, same thing with the character like Loki, where they're presented as gender fluid, but their gender fluidity is a side effect of their wacky personality rather than being, you know, just a part of their character that... Am I, am I making sense? Like, No, it, it makes sense. It's, it's the idea that the concept of being gender fluid uh, makes you... Um, gender fluid is a result your... of instability rather than just a part of who you are. Yeah. Like, you, you know, the idea that if a person is gender fluid, they are... It is because they are unstable. You can't just have... A regular person who happens to be gender fluid, at least not in fiction. Um, in fiction, you rarely see gender fluid characters who are otherwise just completely normal people. Well, sometimes you do, but it's less common. Um, and, and again, like the book doesn't have a responsibility to address that or fundamentally change the character. But you know, these are these are questions worth considering. 
Yeah. We will see um, how it goes. I mean, I would love to get a bunch of the Lucifer stuff, uh, just because yes. that ties directly to the Lucifer TV show. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the Lucifer yeah. TV show is so good. Um, yeah. I hope they bring back... Oh, sorry. We're Spoilers. on a tangent. Never mind. Uh, disregard. There's a character that appears once in the Lucifer TV show, or like a couple episodes, and then didn't mm. appear at all in the new season, and I was really disappointed. But anyways. Spoilers. Oh, is there a new new season? Uh, Netflix did a season. So oh, oh the, yeah. Okay. There was I thought the, you meant another new Whoever season. had it before Netflix, uh, season three, um, and there's a mm. character who shows up at the end of season three. Spoiler alert, it's death. And it's it's... <laughs> presented as being death from the Sandman series. Um, oh. And then death does not appear in the Netflix series at all. And I was, I was like, oh man, I hope they bring back death. And <laughs> nope. Um, and the way they did it was really cool. Um, but I won't spoil the show. So yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, I want to take another really big swing because okay. I actually really liked uh, the issue. Um, they do a Midsummer Night's Dream uh, oh, yeah. in one of the stories. Um, uh, Morpheus commissioned William Shakespeare to write him a comedy, and that ended up being Midsummer's Night's Dream. And it's just the entire time he's, you know, watching watching the play and stuff and being like, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I get it. It's not really what dreams are, but it's good for humans and like that's the story it's very good i yeah, I, I mean that, that one's cool. definitely a huge swing that i don't think they'd be willing to take maybe like if the series becomes popular that they might go in that direction but yeah the other thing is that um i think neil gaiman really relished the opportunity to tell stories of no determinant length. Like one of the one of the really great yeah. things about comics as a medium is you can do like one issue, you can do 10 issues, you can do an entire year worth of comics, depending on the story that you want to tell. And Neil Gaiman really leaned into that. So there are like one shots in there, there are, you know, issues that last a little bit. And like, he just tells the story that he wants to tell without any constraints. And if you're gonna do a Netflix series, every episode has to be the same length and needs to be reasonably yeah. self-contained. So. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting to see how he works with that. Um, yeah. I think the article said he's going to be involved in it, so hopefully... Yeah. Because usually when an yeah. author's involved in the making of a show or movie, it tends to be better, so hopefully that'll work It out. definitely helps, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I think it, it's kind it, of a requirement I, for him. Yeah, for him especially. I don't know. He, His ideas, he's very... Particular about? Yes, that's, that's yeah. the way I'm going to put it. But I do, I, I like him as just like anything I've seen from him, like social media posts or whatever. I just, he just seems like a good fucking human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's really, yes, <laughs> I would agree <laughs> he, with that completely. I, I just like everything. Great. And he calls out bullshit when he sees it. And oh, yeah. It's, I, I think don't know. I, I mean, it's so funny because I was. It'd be one of those people that I would give my right arm to sit down and have coffee with for half an hour. Did you? Did we ever talk about that article where somebody called him a pencil neck? No, no, I don't no. think we did. Okay, so this is this is based on memory, so I'm probably getting some of the details wrong. But basically, there was a politician or something who was going off on whatever he was going off on, and he was upset about the fact that some library had paid Neil Gaiman a rather substantial fee to come and speak at the library. And yeah. he 
was more upset about the fact that this library was seemingly wasting money, but also criticizing the fact that Neil Gaiman, you know, who is fairly successful and fairly well off, would, would accept such a large speaking fee, um, and at one point refers to him as a pencil neck. And then Neil Gaiman, very, you know, in his very Neil Gaiman way, basically responded, I like pencils. Pencils are useful. Pencils, you know, you can do all sorts of things with them. Um, and then, cool. yeah, he goes on to, like, do some rather, like, subtle jobs because he's a master at wordplay. And I'm not going to yeah. do him justice by trying to quote off the cuff. But it was brilliant. Um, and, you know, then he goes on to point out that first and foremost, like, that speaking fee also covers things like travel arrangements and is not that exorbitant. Um, and furthermore, he actually donated his fee anyway. So he didn't take any money for speaking. Oh, no. Um, Sorry. But yeah, that's one of the cooler Neil Gaiman stories that I know. Um, huh, that's cool. I, I would have, yeah, I should have looked it up, but. He walks in, drops Mike. Pretty much, yeah. It was. The, to the point where, like, the guy who said the thing was like, I'm sorry to Neil Gaiman, I shouldn't have called you a pencil neck. My mom taught me better than to insult people. That's cute. <laughs> You've gotten a so we have to move on here. Okay. Uh, sorry, I trans- opened a Pandora's box. It's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, as a quick transition, I just want to uh, mention, I'm not going to get into any of the topic or the subject on this because it is, an, again, another coronavirus story. However, I do just want to say the 2020 edition of The Gathering of the Juggalos has been canceled. Oh, Quote, no. we, re- we refuse to risk even one Juggalo life by hosting a <laughs> gathering during these troubling times. So and funny. I just gotta say, I do I respect the inclain, insane clown posse? I... What is this feeling I have? I, basically, what did they say? It, it's, it's a crazy world when the insane clown posse... Do you, Clown Posse is more making more sane decisions than the U.S. government. It's, it is a low bar to clear, but it's a bar that, it that apparently, like, it's yeah, so you, <laughs> um, you, you have to be, you have to be crawling pretty low to, oh my goodness. <laughs> to not clear that one. We're, we, we're yeah. not going to talk about politics, but we're like, not going to talk about that one. But June, well, you have an article for us, right? Well, or, no, uh, Carol. I found out about this thing earlier this week. It's one world together at home which is actually an eight-hour live stream, which I watched over several days, and it's like a whole bunch of singers and actors and comedian-type people all um, singing and showing sort of like inspirational inspirational v- messages and things about COVID, and I know we're not talking about that really much today, but it was just so cool to see all these different singers and people just like all coming together in ways that they normally wouldn't, and it was super cool because it seemed like they were all in my house with me. So that was cool. So I found That's two. Pretty cool. yeah. yeah. And like, if you're looking for something to do while stuck at home, it's like an eight hour thing that you can Google on globalcitizen.org. And it's, you just look up one world together at home and it was fun. So, and there was like ones from all over. There was like, like, I don't know like how many people would have been involved, but oh, it was organized hundreds. by Lady Gaga yeah. and there was like hundreds of people. And it was super cool. So that was fun. Yeah. And the, uh, what the what one uh, there was like Lady Gaga. There yeah. was Rolling Stones. There was Keith Urban. There was like 
a whole bunch of pop singers. There was people from different countries. There was like tons of people. There was, oh, John Legend was singing in his bedroom, which was yes, super weird. Yes, that was amazing. John there, Legend's performance was so good. Yes, there was Jessie J. There was Sam Smith, Beyonce. But Beyonce didn't sing. She just talked about stuff. Um, <laughs> who else was there? Oh, Keith Urban. He did this thing where he recorded himself three times, so playing different instruments, and then he put them all together. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty that's a pretty good social distancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so it was fun because like, oh, and Lizzo was there. Yeah. Who else was oh, there? Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah, she's really great. Oh, and the Beatles guy was there, but he sang John, horribly. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, he didn't age so well. It his, wasn't. His voice it wasn't sounded great... all weird, and he sang one. It of wasn't his, his best slow... performance. We love yeah. we love you, Paul McCartney. You're amazing. <laughs> but, but, but that that was not a great. Yeah, performance. he is pretty the, old the though. The Rolling Stones guys were there. Yes. Yes, he is. Oh yeah, no, no shade, no shade to Mr. McCartney. Sorry, like you, you hear the Beatles and you're expecting like a thirty out of ten, and this was like a twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Yeah. That so that was nice. a fun thing. I would totally suggest it. Yeah. Yep, yep. And oh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. He was there. He was one of the narrators, which was interesting. Yeah, because this was the first time that did I've he, ever did, heard there... his real accent. Because in every movie, he does not have his real Southern accent. So that was oh, does, did he do some all right, all right, all right? That's totally no, he just accent. he just talked. Yeah. He was he was just a talker. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. Who else was there? Oh, Jimmy well, Fallon was that... there. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess this uh, brings up. Uh, another big game of what ifs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what event can you? What event do you want to uh, be able to join on a stream? Oh, I was gonna be like, what event am I going to when this is all done? Because I have plans. But carry on. Oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs> I don't know. What It'd be cool to have some kind of like concert, like because a lot of the concerts and music festivals and everything in the summer is canceled. Like, there's lots of different like cultural different festivals like different countries have music festivals and food festivals in the summertime so that'd be cool to have something like that online in the summer oh or you could like you could you could sign up for like a food festival and they just yes. deliver you this little oh, package of food that you yes. have to warm up and then you try it together oh that would be, be cool. fun it's like, like a group food of people trucks or something they could have food trucks get delivered to your house because there's lots of like food <laughs> they, they, truck well, stuff and they just and... make and they just make a little package right yes. like they make a little package of like eat per each group puts in like that little bit of that food. That would be fun. And then it arrives at your house and you have a like a group food festival online. <gasps> that would be, be so cool. And it has to have the, cool music that's the foodie, too. Right? That's the foodie yeah. in me. Like if it had yeah. food and music, that would be perfect. And they and like you all tune in at the same time and there's bands. You all playing, tune in, and you, you all get it on the all at once. Yeah, you get in on a Zoom party. You get <gasps> you get a code going, you join together and you're like, okay, what do you got? That'd be so fun. We should yeah. we should do that. Everybody like orders this really complicated DoorDash. We're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super 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 complicated DoorDash. Well, yeah. a lot of places do takeout too. All these trucks organize it together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be fun. I'm gonna it, miss all the food trucks this summer. If I could join any oh. stream, it would have to be Critical Role, but that's a boring answer. What is that? Uh, Critical Role, they just play D&D, but they're professional voice actors. Oh, you showed me this. They're yeah. actually quite funny because they're actual voice actors. So they yeah, they sound really amazing. Like voices. it's It is by far the best um, D&D media anything, like compared to the D&D movies and the D&D cartoons that they've done, leagues beyond. Like, hmm. so it's <laughs> not even comparable. But anyways, hmm. it's also like... That's amazing. 
I, I have nothing funny to add to that. They're just they're just really cool. <laughs> yeah. I do like the uh, the social distancing food uh, yes. festival. That's actually yeah. a, that'd be that's super actually fun. a good one. We should do that. That'd uh, be a cool thing. I, yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. Um, I should tell you about this concert thing. Their official description is a global broadcast and digital special to support frontline workers and the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. FYI. That's great. Yes. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yes. It was very cool. Anywho, uh, that's pretty Jin, much all I Jin, did you have. have an article or no? Uh, okay, so like all the interesting stuff was either like super quick, like the fact that they're considering Josh Whedon to do the Fantastic Four, which is interesting, but uh, like that's that's the whole story, right? Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, uh, seriously, this guy again. I used to look up to him a lot, and then you find out that he's like as sketchy and skeevy as anyone. Well, he didn't evolve past the 90s and doesn't understand why people don't think he's a feminist anymore. I mean, yeah, like you see him in interviews where he's like, I gotta admit, like the thing I love about my job is being able to look at all the beautiful women and you kind of give that one a pass and then he gets all these sexual assault complaints and it's like, oh, oh, this is... There was more than just looking, apparently. Yeah, so that was disappointing, but uh, they want him for Fantastic Four for some reason, because he did good on Avengers, I gotta give him that. Um, the other article, uh, they found, uh, an exoplanet relatively close, which is exciting, but also like, that's kind of all there is to it. Uh, um, Tom Hanks befriended a young child who was being bullied because his name was Corona. Um, oh. so that was a cool story, but Corona related. So I just decided I was going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake because woo, it's all June's been playing. It's, it's really good. Um, it is not... Honestly, I would say it's more of a reboot than a remake. It is excellent, but it is excellent for completely different reasons than the original Final Fantasy VII was in, was excellent. And I actually, I like what they've done with it. I like the decisions that they made. I like the fact that they did a more focused, um, small scale. Not, not a small game by any means, but definitely like a small scale kind of story where... You know, in the first game, you start in this city called Midgar, and you're there for maybe a couple of hours. Um, the idea of the city is that they built the city on this massive plate, hundreds of meters in the air, um, because they are mining this magical material called, um, uh, I think they call it materia. Uh, anyways, yeah, they're mining this stuff out of the earth, and the ground is like poison, and it causes mutations, and it's dangerous. Um, but the slums have developed underneath the plate. And so there's this whole civilization living underneath these massive plates um, that creates for a really cool dynamic. And you kind of get to see like the wealthy people living on top of the plate and then the poor people living under the plate. And it really, you know, highlights inequality, but you're only there for a couple hours and you breeze out. In the remake, the entire, the remake is only the first section and it's only the Midgar section. And it spends the entire time in that section so that you get to actually like meet and get to know the local residents and you get to see more character development and character details about the main cast and a lot of the side characters um the combat is very different it's no longer turn-based it's a mix of action and real time and it works it really works um thematically uh they there's characters, well, there's ghosts introduced into the game that represent um, the desire to stay true to the original story, but 
one of the major deviations that this takes from the from the original game, spoiler alert, by the way, is that at the end, um, you basically, you know, defeat a ghost that is essentially the arbiter of fate, and and it says that, yeah, what happens from here is uncharted territory. So it's basically the producer's meta way of saying that this is not going to be like an exact retelling of the original story. In fact, they're doing whatever they feel like doing, presumably. Hmm. Um, which, again, I think as a creative decision, rather than just doing a, a retread, you know, being able to explore the the characters and setting without being strictly locked into the original story. I think that's a really smart plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's being done by the original team, so it, it still feels very faithful. Sorry, it's not, like, not members from the original team. A lot of members of the original team are working on this game, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't passed it yet, but I've watched all kinds of videos on it, <laughs> uh, and I hope to pass it in the next few days. So. Oh, nice. Did you play the original? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't my favorite of the Final Fantasies. I only played through it like three times. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> for context, June's been playing Final Fantasy fourteen for like the last year and a half. I so. played Final <laughs> Fantasy six more times than I can count. Um, eight and nine, I think I only played like twice a piece. I played ten a bunch. Um, Twelve, I never got around to passing. Thirteen, I never got around to passing. Uh, 15, I don't know. My heart just wasn't in it. 15 was, oh. <laughs> see, I was totally the opposite. 15 was, was definitely my favorite. Uh, 15. Okay. 15 was good. Um, but your heart wasn't in it. I think it was just the place I was at in my life. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That, um, could, that could have something to do with it. Like, yeah. Also like 14 was, was kind of my, like. 14 has been my jam for quite some time. I just so. never stop playing. <laughs> 14 is amazing, uh, but over yeah. a year and a half probably. Um, 14, I feel almost it's unfair to compare it to the others because 14 is an MMO, and it it does a really good job of you know creating a single player feel in an MMO, but it is very much an MMO, and it doesn't it doesn't really compare to the others in a in any way that you can really like you can't you can't fairly compare them um seven remake feels like what final fantasy 16 would have been but they decided to just you know retread the story of the original seven but they did it well enough that i don't care if that makes any sense at all um like the the combat in 16 feels very fresh very modern um very well thought out there's some fairly minor balancing issues, but honestly, like what what they're doing with it is incredible. And the fact that there's only a few balancing issues speaks to just how well they've executed on this. So I could probably talk all night about it, but maybe yeah, yeah, you, you could go on forever. But sorry, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's round out with. Uh, uh, I actually had two articles here. Uh, both are pretty short here. Okay. Um, so uh, in Montreal, Canada. What's uh, happening in Montreal? Um, a uh, $500,000 debt incurred from three games of rock, paper, scissors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> All right, I have to hear this story. That oh is goodness. the best rock, paper, scissors I've ever heard of. So uh, the person who lost, 
the game. I guess they were doing like best of three rock, paper, scissors, and they had agreed uh, to pay. I guess this doesn't make the uh, bet super clear, but according to the article from the CBC, which is a trusted news source, um, I mean, to, uh, to the extent they can be these days, um, but uh, the best of three game took place in January 2011, and it uh, was finally uh, closed by the courts. Um, the uh, they had agreed or acknowledged in a notarized contract uh, that the loser <laughs> would take out a mortgage on their house to pay the debt. What? So I guess oh they were betting gosh. a mortgage on their house. Yeah. Doesn't this sort of follow uh, like gambling laws? Wow. So it doesn't. Uh, but the Superior Court of Canada canceled the mortgage in 2017 decision, which was then appealed by the winner uh, of the. Rock, paper, scissors. Um, so uh, uh, Quebec law stipulates that wagering uh, for a wagering contract to be valid, it must be related to activities, quote, requiring only skill or bodily exertion on the part of the parties rather than chance. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> furthermore, the amount wagered must not be excessive when between uh, two independent parties. So like not wow. uh, a casino, basically. Um, so uh, then, <laughs> so after the after it was uh, after it was decided that uh, uh, it cannot count in Quebec law because rock paper scissors is a game of chance, uh, it was brought back to the court, uh, arguing that rock paper scissors is not just a game of uh, chance. Uh, quote, in certain precise circumstances, call upon the skill of parties, particularly in the speed of execution, the sense of observation, or the putting in place of a strategic sequence. Um, but uh, the contract was again considered uh, uh, invalid uh, because the amount wagered was excessive. So uh, that's a question. Has anybody lost more than a hundred bucks in a bet between friends? No, no, never. Sorry. I don't think we've ever bet that. We, I, I never. I, bet I think that at much. best, I, I, I even say I bet it between friends is usually like, hey, I will make you do some manual labor because yeah. that's what we're betting. I mean, generally speaking, if I make a bet with my friends, it's assumed that it's not going to be collected on. You know? Oh yeah, it's like no. I bet you a hundred dollars is just, you know. It's if I lose the bet, I'm not expecting to pay a hundred dollars. If I win the bet, I do not expect to collect a hundred dollars. You know, it's like betting between friends. It's not a thing that you actually collect on. No, you just call no. a favor later. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, like come to think of it, you know, I have made bets with friends. This is crazy. Yeah. Who are these yeah. people? And a notarized <laughs> letter, know. like the hell. They what? thought about Yeah, they had a contract. Much. Way oh too much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's just too um, much. <laughs> so uh, we are going to wrap up. And to wrap up, I did want to tell uh, this one little story with the thing that I think everybody should check out. Yep. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my daughter wants me to get that. It's so good. It's so goddamn cute. It's fun. It's yeah. great. It's and a you, cute game, yeah. And you don't have to deal with the fucking easter uh event if it, you is it something now, that carolyn so. and i could enjoy together yes 
Yeah. Okay. It's it's just chill vibes, man. I like okay. chill vibes. A lot of chill games are way too vibes. involved for me lately. Yeah. All right. Sounds uh, fun. It's just you you take care of an island. You do chores in exchange for money and use the money to pay off your house. And then you get to upgrade to a bigger house. And then you do more chores, get more money, pay off the house, get a bigger house. And then the rest is just, you know, uh, customizing your house and your decorations and buying clothes and Aww. fishing and catching bugs. And <laughs> then about mid midway into the game, you get the ability to like terraform your island so you can like really customize your island to make it very special. Aww. It's it's great. It's very fun. And they, they just did a new update uh, uh, yesterday at the time of recording. So uh, it would have been about a week ago uh, when you're hearing this. Um, cool. that uh, introduced some new characters. Oh, you can also dig for fossils and uh, you can buy uh, air quote legitimate masterpieces uh, that you can donate to a museum that you get built on your island. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. That's cool. Very yeah. cool. I like it. That There's fun. literally a black market where you have to go to buy the, uh, the paintings <laughs> to donate. And there's a random chance that they're forgeries. Oh my. That's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds fun. My no, sister it's, used it's... to play that game a lot, so I, I remember her playing it. It was super cute. It's an absolute blast. Um, the main player uh, takes the role as like the island uh, community advocate. So it's like the main player is the one who will put down bridges and like build shops and stuff. Uh, and then all the secondary players on the island can just like participate in cleaning up and making the place look nice. It's a little weirdly balanced considering that like it effectively locks off a portion of the games for everybody but the main player of the game. Mm, um, but it, it's 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 that awkward thing in the way that a lot of Nintendo's decisions just kind of create an awkward element to it. Mm -hmm. it, it um, yeah, Nintendo a lot of times tends to assume that there's like, you know, one skilled player playing with one unskilled player. That yeah, would be and like that's, if that we does... played it. So Maybe. June will want to be the first person to log in, I guess. Oh. Uh, Carol is <laughs> actually way better at video games than I am. Am I? I think you're <laughs> lying right now. Well, it's more about uh, earning and saving money and spending it appropriately. So it might be a Carolyn job. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that under Carolyn. Carolyn, you're in charge, dude. So uh, I recommend everybody play that, buy a Switch, buy that game, spend a billion hours like I am. Uh, but uh, I did want to mention this article. Elijah Wood visited a stranger on Animal Crossing to make to sell turnips and make friends. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, in uh, Animal Crossing, one of the features is that once a week you can buy turnips and then sell them for profit uh, based on a random number generator stock market. Stock okay. spelled S-T-A-L-K. It's, it's full of puns. It's great. Um, <laughs> Because uh, it's a growth industry. It's so dumb. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, Elijah Wood was desperately looking to turn a profit on digital turnips. Uh, he surprised a player this week by arriving on her island to sell turnips. Uh, she was pleased to report he was a model tourist while there. Aww, um, that's so cute. He was, yeah, Aww. he was polite. He, uh, 
got the tour around the island. Uh, he did, you know, the emotes appropriately when necessary. Just being a good guy. He made a killing on his uh, turnips. Wow. Uh, well, I assume. Him. How, do you, how did they confirm it was really fun. him? It's good that Mary and Pippin didn't come because they steal vegetables. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they confirmed because uh, to access uh, somebody else's islands, you have to be a registered friend on the friend list. Oh. Uh, otherwise, they need to respond to a Dodo code. Uh, which he uh, got from that person's uh, Twitter and was talking directly to them on oh, Twitter. Oh, okay. That's, that's very super cool. super cute. Yeah. I like it. We could uh, need so Elijah Wood. Possibly. She tweeted uh, the uh, visitor code, the Dodo code for her island. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood must have been following the hashtag because a lot of people are using Dodo codes to trade items and stuff, oh. which yeah. like, is a temporary invite to your island. Um so uh, he messaged her for uh, her island code. Uh, he needed to sell some turnips and shared screenshots of the exchange on Twitter. Um, so uh, he arrived, he applauded uh, the owner of the island, uh, complimented her on her island, even asked for permission before pl uh, plucking fruit from the trees Aww, that grow on her island. that's so cute. Aww. So Very wholesome. Aw, the etiquette is killing me. Yep. Yes. I mean, this is what I, I've been saying for a long time. Like, the, the people who, like, became really famous off of like one major hit in the 2000s and can just go off and do their own stuff turned out to be like these super chill people elijah wood with uh lord of the rings daniel radcliffe with uh harry potter oh, yeah. they just turned out to be like super chill in public well yes. elijah wood was a child actor too eh he was yeah yeah, oh, was yeah, yeah. that's true oh yeah like he was cool. in tons of shit. yeah he was Kid in back to the future too yeah. <laughs> no, he was in more than Back to the Future too. A kid in King Arthur's Court. I remember this game. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, what other things would you want people to check out uh, oh. this week? Haley. Okay. So I have, uh, well, I've downloaded a lot of games, but I actually have been a little active on my Steam. Fly Punch Boom First Impact has been okay. ridiculous amounts of fun. Uh, elaborate. So, um, have you ever played, oh gosh, what game is it? Like Chicken Horse? Oh, I forget what the whole, it's in my library. <laughs> but basically, you're. it's just a, it's a very simple, it's a, it's an anime fight, basically. But you, like, you fly around, like, you fly up and down and around, and you have these little balls that you bounce off of, and you, you punch and kick. It's, um... You can do up to four players local and online, so it's a local and online game, so that's kind of fun. Um, basically, you're just you're, you're just button mashing your way through. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, sometimes you you just need a game that you do that with, it, where you just you don't you don't have to think too hard about it, but at the same time, you feel like victory when you destroy something with your <laughs> finger mashing. <laughs> you're just you're like victory is mine uh, it's very it's very simplistic graphics um you know nothing too crazy there i've only got the free version right now but i um oh and switch announcement it might be on switch oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. demo out now and switch announcement Ooh. oh i guess i'm gonna have to go check that out it's it, uh get together get see yeah get all your friends together and smash them you basically just smash the shit out of stuff 
out of like opponents or other players or on your own. Um, let's see. It's pretty promising. The reviews are pretty good on it now that I'm looking through it. Um, yeah, it's very simple. It follows the ASDF um, spacebar, you know, the usual, okay. the, u the, the usual ones. And it's just a lot of fun. That's all okay, I got. Cool. Um, very, very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> In June, what should people check out that is not Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Or uh, 14. Not... I finally got around yeah, yeah. to watching the Witcher series on Netflix. Oh, and... that's awesome. I Yeah, I really love it. Um, it's I would describe it as being like what I remember Xena and the Adventures of Hercules being like, but like not actually... Like, it's good. It's actually good. But it has that same kind of feel, that same kind of vibe where, like, it's a bit ridiculous and it knows it's a bit ridiculous, but it's also very sincere. And, yeah, it's well done. Um, one thing I will say that kind of threw me initially and I think maybe helps knowing going in is that each of the three main characters, um, their stories take place at different points chronologically. Yes. So, like, they all... Yeah. That's the reveal at the end. You don't know that the stories aren't taking place concurrently. Yeah, and it's a bit, like, I found it kind of jarring to be like, okay, what what's going on? Um, and, like, they'll do this thing where, like, there's recurring characters um, that you're like, wait, what? So I, I've, I personally appreciated knowing that, okay, these are all happening at different times, and then they, they eventually all come together at the end. Oh, yeah, they all collide together. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really, really, I thought Netflix did a really good job with that. Yeah, no, it's, and honestly, props to Henry Cavill. I, uh, I gotta say, I, I respect him a lot more than I did when he was Superman. And I've come to appreciate that that was not, that was not his fault. That, that yeah. didn't turn out <laughs> like. Props to Henry Cavill for just being really good looking. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. no, he's actually like, his, his performance in The Witcher is, is solid. Um, I, I genuinely respect his acting chops now. Uh, certainly a lot more than I did when I was watching him in the various failings at Superman. <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's true for a lot of actors where it has a lot more to do with, to be honest, the director and the editor. Um, but, and the script. And the script, yeah. If you're not given a lot to work with, what are you going to do, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, but no. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I really am enjoying the series. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, what I've seen has it's been great. It's good. Yeah. It, it'll be great. Hmm. Um, side note. Yeah. How does everyone feel about making plans? Because uh, me and Mike are actually making plans to go to 2021 San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, it's not. it cannot happen for me. Why not? Getting married? Okay, so I'm put on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I am currently looking to buy a house with my uh, Aww, partner. Congratulations. We are engaged as of uh, a couple days ago. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot of money tied up in a lot of big money purchases. So unless you guys are going to float me the ticket, I cannot come. Oh, yeah. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, oh, my headset is dying, so we'll need oh, to... Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're going uh, Carolyn, as quick. <laughs> quick, Carolyn, what do you want go. people to check out? Watch Shit's Creek. It's the best thing ever. Oh, it is. It's yeah. so it is. good. I love it. And then also watch RuPaul's Drag Race. We started at 
I think what was it? One of the All Star ones. Yeah. And then we've been All watching for... and we've been watching backwards from eleven to five. Are we on five? We yeah, we did ten, then eleven, then nine, eight, seven, six, and now we're on five. Yes. Anyways, you should watch it. It's really fun. Yeah. Okay, you okay. can follow us on uh, different social medias. Uh, Haley is at Haleyum Garner. On Twitter, June is at uh, Gemini underscore Trans. Um, you can find me at T E H S E U D. That's Tescud. That is the same as our Patreon. Patreon.com slash T E H S E U D. We also have a coffee, uh, coffee.com slash Scudsworth. The links to that is all on Scudsworth.com. Uh, give us a rating, a review, a like, a subscribe, share this with your friends, do all the podcast stuff that nobody pays attention to at the end of the episode. Um, and uh, we're going to try to get back into the swing of things moving forward. It's been a stressful time. We understand not a lot of people are listening to the podcast because they just, they're at home all day. They don't have like a commute that they listen to podcasts on. We get it. Just keep us in your feed and life will get back to some level of normality. A new normal. Soon. It'll be a new, a normal. new normal. It'll be a new normal. Yes. We're, we, we, currency is replaced by podcast, so we are in this for the long haul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That'll right. be it for us. So if you listen, thank you for listening. If you didn't listen, thanks for nothing. Allow us to play you out. It's Josh and Kamala, and we want to invite you to listen to our podcast, What We're Into. <laughs> uh, it's a date night podcast uh, where two 30-year-olds uh, talk about things they like because we have, like, no free time, so, like, we don't really get to talk to each other or anything, so uh, we take the time to sit down and... Uh, talk about the fun things that we like to watch and listen to and read. Uh, so you can check out our podcast every Tuesday, and maybe you'll hear us talk about things like Pokemon and Stardew Valley, or Star Trek, or any other anime or manga series, and just a bunch of nerd shit, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so go to scudsworth.com. You can find it there, or find us on. Uh, iTunes and other yeah it's not your first day on the internet just go just type in what we're into you'll find it I, I believe in you I believe in you too we love you love you bye, bye. <laughs>